What is going on, beautiful people? I hope you are having a fantastic day. Welcome back to another episode of the Thrive Forever Fit Show. As always, I'm grateful for you. I'm pumped that you're here. And the fact that you spend your time listening to me rant and rave is unbelievably amazing to me. And I, I couldn't be more grateful for it. Secondarily, this podcast is sponsored by a brand new product that I have just released to the market. It's called Elite Collagen. If you're not taking a collagen product, then you just don't care about your healthy skin, your healthy hair, your healthy nails, your joints, your cardiovascular health, just your overall body wellness. Collagen is an amazing product that is going to help with everything. And listen, I mean, you're exposed to a lot of elements. Why not internally fortify your system with a beautiful collagen? But here's the situation. Some of you guys would know, hey, bud, I'm already taking a college. Appreciate you. Got gotcha. you. I got bad news. The problem is this. Most collagen powders are just that. They're powdered collagens, and they're made from bovine, which is cows, or porcine, which is pig's skin. Have you ever seen a cow's skin or a pig's skin? Some of them are plant-derived. We won't even get into those. The collagen, it's not even really a collagen product. It's a, a makeup of stuff that tries to become collagen. But if you're taking a collagen powder, one of those big hefty collagen, gross, chalky, whatever it is, just know that it's coming from skin of cows and pigs. And of course, they wash them. But if you've ever been at a pig farm or a cow farm, not the most savory of things. My collagen is a marine-based collagen. And here's the big thing. Forget all the other shit I've already said. Here's the differentiation between mine and the one you're already taking. Mine is half a tablespoon every day. It's a delicious chocolate mint flavor. And here's, here's the big stuff. Here's the, here's the real deal. Here's what nobody's telling you. The powdered collagens get broken down inside of the gastrointestinal stomach, inside of the stomach. That's not where collagen gets absorbed. Collagen actually gets absorbed and has a higher efficacious benefit if it's absorbed in the small intestine. Well, see, mine passes through the stomach based on a beautiful collection of, of polymers and a collection of these peptides. If you heard that, that's just Rudy taking a sneeze. He likes to be introduced in some of these podcasts, and I didn't give him a proper shout out. But my collagen actually passes through the stomach and gets digested inside of the small intestine, which is where all the magic happens. Your powder product's not even making it there. So you're getting very minimal, if any, efficacious um, effects from drinking that chalky, gross-tasting powder product. So if you're interested, just go to thriveforeverfit.com. Go to my store. You'll see Elite Collagen on there. You can pop me a note. I'll give you all the details. It is unbelievably amazing. I've been taking it for a while um, because I've been testing it and, and creating it and everything. Guys, it is revolutionary and it is unbelievable. I can't wait for you to try it. Elite Collagen. Go grab yourself some today. Take care of your skin. I'm really excited about today's show, guys. We have Dr. Joseph Anton on the show. We're going to talk about all about the benefits of fasting, how it's going to enhance your longevity and increase your health span. Remember that word health span. We're going to talk a lot about that today and how that is the important factor. It's not lifespan, not how long can you live, it's how healthy and long can you live combined. You're going to love today's show. Super exciting. It's going to be a heavy note-taking day. So get a pen, some paper, and get ready to learn all about fasting from Dr. Joseph Anton. Dr. Anton, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much, Jay. I look forward to changing somebody's life today. Absolutely. I'm looking for maybe maybe it's mine. You know, like I, I told you before the I told you before the show started that I've been intermittent fasting for probably 10 plus years now. Love oh, wow. it, but I'm always excited to learn to learn more. So, you know, I, I gave everybody your credentials so they all know that you're you're an expert when it comes to to the field. How long have you been interested in like educating and, and working in the practice of kind of fasting and you know everything that it encompasses? Well, probably 2013 is when I met Dr. Walter Longo, who, you know, is the grandfather of, of all this discipline. Yeah. Uh, probably 95% of all the scientific articles on fasting have, have uh, his name on it. Uh, there are other big names that help 
promote fasting, Jason Fung, Peter Atiyah, and others, and and um, and but but Professor Voltalongo was the source of the science and, and kind of a lot of doctors historically tried to bring fasting to medicine and to there are waves actually in the 20s and the 60s, but it never had the science, it never had the critical mass and probably now social media as well. And fasting works. So right. science, you have the fast spread of today and people read fast and, and can get access to information and, and it works. So I think it was a perfect storm where between 2013, 2016, 2016 was a landmark year because you had the Nobel Prize in medicine and physiology on autophagy with fasting, right? right. Big, big year. At the same time is when the first article, the first data on the fasting and the fasting mimicking diet on promoting and enhancing human longevity went out. So you had two big sources and Nobel Prize committee saying, hey, we should pay attention to autophagy. You have big science data talking about the benefits of fasting. They came at the same year. And this is where you can see even on Google searches, on everything interest, fasting was flat. And then 2016, 2017, yeah. in February is, and, and Dr. Voltolongo launched his book, The Longevity Diet, then is when you saw the critical mass of, of, uh, of requests and followership and readership around the word fasting that took off on Google big time. Yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. I started following Dr. Longo. I started reading about like blue zones and then, um, you know, Dr. Peter Atia is always, you know, he's on, he's been on podcasts, you know, for a long time, super intelligent guy. And I'm just a nerd when it comes to anything science-based or medical-based that can enhance and make life better, right? I think I love to use the word health span instead of lifespan. I think we get so focused on how long can I live? And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Like, I don't want to be 130 if I'm miserable. So uh, I used to I used to be a professor at the uh, at the Buck Institute for Research on Aging. It's it's the biggest aging research institution in the world. Oh wow! Uh, over 200 PhDs just working on aging up in San Francisco. And I remember this is we're talking back to 2000, probably um, 12 or 13. And then we do a survey at the Buck. They went out and they surveyed the community. Said, you know, do you want to live longer? And 60% said no. And they said, why? The next question was, why is that? Because I don't want to be like my grandma, sick and miserable. Now you change right. it. It was, it was all done to see if the logo, if, if, if we want to use longevity or we want to use health span and if health span resonates. Right. But this is, this is when the health span word just started to be used. And then when you tell right. them, okay, if you want to live healthy long, and this is when the, 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 the numbers flip. And most people will tell you, yeah, if I'm going to live healthy long, then, then that's the way um, that's the way to go. So it, it was shocking that when you talk longevity, 60% of people say, I don't want to live longer. That's, and, that's really shocking. Yeah. And then, uh, and then when you tell them healthy long, then it's because when you say long, everyone has a, a father, a mother, or a grandmother, or grandfather, depending on your age, that is struggling yeah. and they relate directly to it. Yeah. They've watched somebody suffer and they're like, I don't yeah. want to suffer. And yeah. so, yeah, if they would have put that caveat in there, like, Hey, you don't have to suffer. People would be like, well, sure. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to live longer. Yeah. Did, did you kind of get into it? I mean, I know doc, working with Dr. Longer, was it, was it based on curiosity or was it just based on like, were, were you searching for something personal, right? I think yeah. oftentimes we find things out of our own personal yeah. you know, space. I was searching for, um, you know, just zooming a little bit back to, you know, I started my career as a, as a physician, right? And, and, and I was practicing medicine. I, I had two issues with medicine. And uh, the issue number one is, and I wanted to be a cardiologist. So issue number one was, I'm just being trained to meet people after they're sick. So we're practicing sick care, not healthcare. Yeah. And number two, I had no real solutions for them. You know, if you're a cardiovascular physician, you're seeing people with hypertension or, you know, any other condition, then they put them on the blood pressure pill for every day. And it's, it's for the rest of their life. It's yeah. not like, oh, uh, I think between three and month three and month four, you'll be off this medication. There's, there's no such a notion. So a blood pressure medication, a blood sugar medication, uh, a, a statin for, for cholesterol, and then uh, a, a pill for, uh, for um, you know, blood coagulation or, you know, whether it's a baby aspirin or something else. So yeah. it, was, it was literally getting out of the office with not reversing any of your condition and get, putting you on four or five pills. And I always asked the doctors, I was like, if, 
still worked, why they have to refill it? That was right. my biggest question, right? And I was like, what are we doing in here? Yeah. Um, and then, and this is how I left and I studied health policy and public health. And my goal was to reverse healthcare system, uh, to, 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 to push, the, to advocate the healthcare system to do more prevention. And then I, I worked with many ministries of health around the world, trying to help them do more on prevention. And the problem with prevention is it's a set of recommendations. There's no, there's no market for prevention. There's no products. There's no, you know, and, and so eat healthy, exercise, sleep better, stress less. People know that. Yeah. Now, there was no product. There was no, because when you have a product, you have policy comes in about the product. You have payers come and reimburse the product. You have venture capitalists, they invest into expansion. You build the farm of prevention. Why there's no huge pharmaceutical, uh, you know, uh, or, or, or any, any other biotech or nutritech or whatever in prevention because has never had products into it. So, so I started looking for a product for prevention. And this is where the crossover of saying, how can we prevent, what is the best way to prevent chronic diseases? And, and going back to the CEO of uh, the Buck Institute for Research on Aging, he said something that changed my life, which basically said, it's all about aging. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you, you guys, meaning us when physicians, and, and he's like, you got it wrong. You're, you're thinking system, you're thinking organ, your system. It's, it's about aging, meaning 90% of us will die of cardiovascular disease or cancer or diabetes or Alzheimer's. Even if you, even if you have the APOE gene, you're not getting Alzheimer's at age 20. Even right. if have high cholesterol, you're not going to get the first heart attack at age 21. And you're going to get your diabetes later on. You're going to get most cancers later on. So when the body ages, you start, something fails. It's like when you drive your car for 200,000 miles, you know, if you press on this to open the window, it doesn't open. It's not a manufacturing. It's not a genetic because they thought it was genetic. It was, it's because you used it so long. And now yeah. first, the next month, you're going to have to fix the engine, right? So one day you have diabetes, the second day you're going to have cancer because you're old. And, and the best way to prevent these diseases and to really practice healthcare and health span is to slow down the aging of the body because the aging is the biggest correlate of having one of the biggest killers. So if you're 45 today or say you're 75 today, if I can keep, if I can keep your biological age close to 65, you just have 10 years of gap between chronological age and biological age. And if you're younger, it means definitely you're away from the age-related chronic disease and all of that. And that's the true pathway, because if I help you just with cancer and you're already old and you're a little bit had an unhealthy lifestyle, you're going to have diabetes in six months. You're going to have Alzheimer's in one and a half years. The best way to prevent all of them is to keep you biologically younger. And I was like, that's a fascinating notion. How can I slow down aging? And they said fasting. It, you know, and this is where everyone was pointing at Dr. Longo saying his science is showing that the stress of fasting is very special on the body. You lose weight and there's a lot of benefits there, metabolic benefits. But when you go longer, when you go beyond two days of fasting, there's a big pressure on the cell to rejuvenate. This is autophagy. That was the Nobel Prize. And when the cell rejuvenates, it's a younger cell. And because fasting impacts every, every cell of the body lives on calories. So when you fast every cell, this is, this is not how pills work. You get a pill, it goes through a pathway, it goes through. So when you fast, every cell of your body is going through that process. Every cell is going through a pain point. The first two days, you have enough fat in the body, you have enough glycogen to compensate. But then after day two, you go into crisis, the cells rejuvenate, and now you're a younger you, or at least you're you know, you slow down your aging process. And therefore that could be an intervention, not just to lose weight, which is most people do intermittent fasting for that. Right. It's, an, it's an anti-aging or health span intervention. And this is what clicked with me. And, um, and as we talked, you need two days at least. Professor Longo studies probably four to five days so that you have a couple of days of autophagy. Not everyone gets into two days in autophagy. Some people a little bit earlier, depending on your metabolic weight, on your weight, et cetera, your age. Some people get into it on day three or four. So five days was ideal for most people, at least to have one or two or three days of autophagy. And this is why he was focused on the five day and five days of fast is, is almost impossible for most people. Right. But the National Institute of Health saw the results 
of his trials and they said, hey, do you want to develop a food product that people can eat over five days, but keep them in fasting mode, meaning the cells do not recognize the food, but you're eating. And this is how the fasting mimicking diet was born. So now you have a product for fasting, which fasting is for aging. And this is what brought me to Alutra as a CEO after I met him. I was like, finally I have a product that can represent prevention and can represent even therapy in the clinics. And I came in to kind of support with the science and then get it to the market. And we can talk about the details. Yeah. But that closed my, my story from being a physician practicing sick care to wanting to do more prevention, to discover yeah. the value of aging and then fasting being a pillar of aging. And then there's a fasting product with nutrition. And everyone that does, we can write the book chapter on, but uh, I tried to summarize it in 10 minutes for you here. No, that's awesome. I, you know, I always think back like, you know, from not, you know, I would call it like an archaic thought process of like, you know, if you look back to like our ancestors, 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 right? It's like food wasn't readily available like it is today. And then there wasn't all these quote unquote food like products that were, yeah. that were, you know, that were, you know, presented with today. And then I also look at it from, you know, so before you guys kind of created the fastic mimicking, it was just kind of white knuckle it as long as you could yeah. and hope, hope you could hold on. Have they seen benefits that correlate with that? Like the same, like, you know, just maybe a straight water fast for five days versus a fasting, yeah. fasting mimicking diet? Yeah, well, you mentioned two important things I want to start with. You said, you know, historically, you're 100% right. We never had food all the time. Right. And, and people ask me, is fasting, you know, you know, the 80s had its own diets, the 90s had its own diets, the 2000s, you know, the Atkins, and then you move to the next one, the ketogenic, and it's right. fast. The fat is fasting a year for the next five years, and then and then we'll move we'll move away from it. And I think this is the first time we can say no because for the first time you have an, we're rematching our body with what all the other diets were artificial in position. Oh, you should eat protein every day. You should. Right high fat every day. You should eat only plant-based every day. We're not built to eat one thing every day or to have one of the macros spike every day. We're built to balance. Right. To balance with variety of food, but also to balance with eat and not eat. And this is how humanity evolved. We're sculptured by nature. You know, if I have a pancreas of this size, it's because historically I didn't need a lot of carb and a lot of insulin in yeah. of this size. So, so we evolved to match with nature and we always, we didn't snack late at night because we slept when the sun was down right. and we didn't have Uber Eats, we didn't have refrigerators and we migrated. So there were periods of intermittent fasting when you, you, know, you slept early and you woke up to look for food. There were periods two, three times a year of prolonged fasting, whether it was a war, whether it was the snow and the migration, whether it was you know, lack of food or the crop didn't, didn't yeah. yield much. As, and that's the balance of life. You store when you have more and you spend when you don't have. And we lost it now in the last 50 years. We're living at fat, which right. is all day, every day. We, we have super high access to food. And by the way, here are the symptoms. 73% of us are overweight. Diabetes is on the rise. Cancer is on the rise. Alzheimer's is on the rise, despite spending $4 trillion on the healthcare system. There's a direct correlation between how we eat and yeah. disease states. It's, it's, it's undeniable. A, it's not even a correlation. It's a causation. This right. Time. Yeah. So... Uh, so it's clear what's happening. We're living a fad. We got to bring back fasting to our diet. Fasting is not a diet. Right. Fasting is our diet. It's supposed to be part of our diet. We yeah. lost that when and, and we did the big mistakes in the night, late nineties where they told us you should eat six times more portions portions a day, right. which keeps you in this pro growth, pro aging, pro absorption of food state all the time, based on a on a on a little bit silly information that you, you spend calories to digest. We eat small portions, we drop, and, and it's, it's a bad mistake because you're spiking insulin IGF all day long and you're pro-aging all day long and you're in anabolic fat storage mode all, all day long. So um, so I think today what we're trying to say is, hey, let's rematch our body with what our body is supposed to eat. We humans around rivers, you know, I know people say cavemen. I mean, we slept in a cave to separate. There's no water in a cave. There's no food in the cave. So. Right. We live around rivers. We couldn't live around ocean because it's not potable water. It's not water that you can drink. We don't live in caves. We don't live in deserts. We live around rivers. There was water to drink and there was grass and trees and fruits and vegetables and legumes. 
and uh, and the only animal that couldn't fly or couldn't run away was the fish. So we had fish and we had plant-based diet. Some fish, we were pescatarian. We learned how to hunt after that. So a little bit of meat, that's the flexitarian diet. And we slept early with the sunlight and we woke up in the morning at eight and that's your 12 hours intermittent fasting. The pescatarian slash flexitarian diet, some intermittent fasting. This is how you rematch your body with your longevity potential. And uh, and uh, I'm talking from a longevity now. If you want to be a bodybuilder, you need more protein. If you right. need, <laughs> I'm just talking longevity and aging, healthy aging, a plant-based diet, fish as a primary source of protein, and um, some meats here and there, um, and, and intermittent fasting. And two, three times a year, we recommend you do prolon, which is our fasting mimicking diet, because two, three times a year, you want to rejuvenate yourself. All this healthy eating we talked about, it mm-hmm. helps slow down your aging process. But if you want to rejuvenate, if you want to fix, and I always talk about the car race. If you watch a NASCAR or a Formula One car race, I mean, you can slow down, you know, but with intermittent fasting, so you don't, so, you, so, so your engine is being more relaxed. But if you really want to do something big to the car, you take a pit stop. Mechanics come in, they change the wheels, they change the oil, they change everything. And you need that in a race twice, you know, two or max three times. Thing, our body, our computer needs to restart after a few days. And so eating healthy, intermittent fasting are great for slowing down aging. If you want to rejuvenate, you do a prolonged fast. We do it with food. It's called Prolon, actually, P-R-O-L-O-N, our, our fasting mimicking diet. And, and um, you know, you want to optimize your weight, you want to rejuvenate your body. I would add to what I was talking about, the diet of longevity. I would add the fasting mimicking diet to it. Cell, which is the number two science journal of the world, just published two months ago, a big article called The Longevity Diet by Walter Longo. he talks about how to eat every day and then how to fast and then how to do fasting mimicking diets, you know, uh, two to three times per year. Interesting. That's I mean, that's I, I love the the way you kind of correlated that together with the with the car because you know you hear about like fasting mimicking diet and I think some people think that that's for every day right that's that's forever oh, and so just, yeah I, so the, so and and I answering the second part of the question if it's equal to fasting or not so the fasting mimicking diet no. is just five days program that's it five days of food that took us over 45, 46 million dollars in research. It took us 13 years. There's 24 universities around the world testing it. Stanford, USC, uh, um, you know, University of Miami, University of uh, Indiana, Leiden, yeah. 24 universities studying it. It's a precise, it's a plant-based five days program and you buy it, we ship it to you. There's a box behind me called Prolon. And then you eat from it, that you have everything you need from food and, and, and drink and supplements, everything's there. And basically it's nourishing your body, but we studied how the cells, the cells have rad, radars to detect food. We call them nutrient sensing pathways. And if you don't trigger those radars, the PKA, the RAS and the TOR pathways, if you don't trigger them enough, the cell does not recognize that you're eating. So what we have achieved, which is a big okay. disruption so one of the biggest biohack in history of nutrition is I can feed you while when the nutrients come to the cell, then going around the receptors that tells the cell that there's food. Okay, that was my next question because I was sitting here, I, I wanted to say, how did, how did you figure out, or how did you guys figure out, um, and I know it's people way smarter than, than me here, so the, the, is it a combination of foods? Is it certain foods? Is it, is it the portion? Like, what is it that makes it worth? Because I, I get this question all the time. It's like, well, how can you, if, if I'm eating, Jay, or, you know, because people think of eating as like, it goes in my mouth, it goes in my belly, fast yeah. is over, right? How did you guys figure out what, what's the correlate? I mean, how did, what's the compound that you're using? So, so fasting has three definitions. There's the definition that if I don't eat, I'm fasting, right? That's the definition on the, on, you know, on the street. Everyone knows that. Right. But science took it further. There's another level of fasting, which is, well, you know, if you don't eat for two hours, you're fasting, but you're like, well, no, I just ate. So, so the second division is, okay, are you fasting enough to get ketones? So when you get into ketosis, that's more of a, you know, physiological fasting. So okay. another level of fasting is a third level, which we kind of, the science brought as a breakthrough, which is molecular fasting. So the cell is fasting. So you're eating, 
you're eating, but the cell is not satisfied enough. And I'll give you an example um, to make it simple. Say you're a CEO of a company and your company needs $1.5 million per month to operate. It's like the body requiring 1,500 calories to operate, right? So there's one definition of fasting, which is you come to the CEO of this company, tell them, I'm going to give you this month zero dollars. That's one definition of fasting, like no food, right? Zero dollars, you have a $1.5 million deficit. And this is why fasting works well because it's a stress. So if you, you know, any diet, if you come and you tell them you need 1.5 million, I'll give you 1.4 million. That's every diet, a little bit lower calorie. You know, the bank account drops by 100K and the CEO will, you know, tweak a couple of things and it'll be fine. If you come and you tell him zero, see, it's a big stress. So first the bank account, the fat will drop by one and a half million. So it's one of the fastest way to lose weight. One of the fastest way to drive a bank account down, which is great. But even further, this is why fasting is so special. It's a huge stress. I mean, having no money on a company is huge. So he's, the CEO is going to go in. He's going to structure the company, structure and function, right? Some people will let go. He's going to cut everything that's indispensable that, that actually can dispense of. He's going to cut tra travel. Gonna, and this is autophagy. This is what the body goes through in fasting. And this is the, this, the, the company will be a more cost-effective company after you put the CEO in that, in that state. Now, another way, but there's side effects. That CEO will not be able to maintain his top employees. They're going to go to another company because he's not paying the sellers. He's not going to be able to order supplies for next month's sales. So he's going to damage the next month. The fasting mimicking diet is actually like coming to that CEO and telling him, hey, we're going to give you $700,000. Okay? But that $700,000 is going to HR and is going to go to ordering your supplies. So he still has a gap of 700,000. And by the way, he has no dollars for sales and marketing. So he's gonna go and fix sales and marketing because there's a big pressure there. So the fasting mimicking diet helps you be, compl be compliant and fast, it's safer. I'm giving you the money, I'm giving you the funds. So all this body transition is being funded, it's being financed by, by food, by nutrients. You need minerals to the autophagy, you need vitamins, you need uh, and, and your brain needs calories and your heart needs to pump and your kidneys needs to function. So the fasting mimicking diet makes fasting safer, makes it compliant, but at the same time, it kept the stress on the cells to do artificial. And, and, and hopefully that example of the CEO can appear. Yeah, no, that, that, that definitely makes it a little more clear. The question that just popped into my brain, I'm always trying to think about like something one of my clients would ask me. So Okay, Dr. Anton, sounds amazing. Like I'm going to do the fasting mimicking diet five days and then I can just go back to eating my cheeseburgers and pizza and, and cookies and cakes and I'll, and I'll be healthier. Yeah. So there's two ways. So every, we have now over, I think 14 published articles, Google fasting mimicking diet and you see the other. Every time we test it, you go back to eat whatever you want. So okay. yeah, now it's better that you eat healthy. Right. But it's, it's exactly like the race car, right? So, so why the car goes into pit stop? Because they were driving it so fast. The tires were worn. The engine is overheat. And so you can go back to the race and race fast again. And you will worry this why you need to go back again to, to the pit stop. Or you can drive smoother and your car will last longer. So it's your decision what to eat in between. But yeah. it's definitely the fasting that pit stop has helped you fix what you had to fix. And is better than doing it. Of course, we recommend people to eat healthy. Yeah. Of course, we want them to, to. But every clinical trials we've done, all the randomization, randomized clinical trials we've done till now for 15 years, only the, the entire results you're going to read is only driven by five days. We never change the 25-day in between lifestyle. That's that's very interesting. That's very, I mean, because I bet most people would not think that. So I'm glad you really cleared that up. So question for somebody like me, who's like, I'm interested in, optimal health, right? Like I want to be the healthiest human that I can possibly be. I want to be lean, you know, perfect amount of body fat, muscle, the whole nine yards. And I'm doing a, a you know, intermittent fasting for like I said, the last 10 years, either like an 18.6 is kind of my normal window. Yeah. Is that going to, is that going to help me prolong, no, no pun intended, prolong my, my health span, increase my health span if I'm, if I'm doing that? Well, the, the, the answer is not absolute, it, it depends, but let's talk a little bit more, zoom in on your case, right? Okay. So 
two things. Number one is we got to talk about the 18 hours, you know, because okay. the science does not support 18 hours of fasting per day. Um, and, and, and we're not sure of this. So two, there's, there's two big controversial discussions happening around 16 and 18 hours, right? Okay. Number one is why most people are doing 16 and 18 because they want to lose weight, but they want to do autophagy, right? They want to get into autophagy. Right. And, and most trials will, will show you there's no autophagy after 16 hours of fasting. Okay. So, so autophagy happens in the body regardless, ups and down, every cell tries to fix or not. But getting all your body into autophagy, it takes much longer than that. Okay. That's, that's one of the biggest bursts I'm gonna have today. And a lot of people will be, wait a second, there's a New England Journal of Medicine saying that article, that everyone was telling me on social media and, and all the big, you know, this is why in the last year and a half, you're not going to hear from Peter Atia telling you this autophagy at hour 16. You're not going to hear from Jason Funk telling you autophagy at hour. And in the early days, they would tell you that, but right. now, now nobody's going to tell you that because it takes longer. You know, if you, yeah. skip breakfast, you sleep, you ate dinner, you slept, you woke up, you skip breakfast. Most executive, most people going to work do that. And if you skip breakfast, you have enough fat in your body, you have enough glycogen, your liver can do neoglycogenesis. You're not in a crisis. Autophagy happens, uh, systemic autophagy, I mean, pushing your entire body towards it, happens when you're stressed enough that the cell says, okay, no food is coming to me. Now I have to eat myself. Autophagy is self-eat, right? I have to eat and rejuvenate. It doesn't happen because you skipped an extra four hours of food. It happens after a day or two or three. Most people get into it in day two. Now, okay. if you exercise in the morning, if you run two, three miles and you ate you know, dinner early, you might get into autophagy at hour 16 or 18 or 20. Right. You have to do all this. You have to create a big stress. Yeah. And that's, that's, what I, that's exactly what I do. And I, I'm doing yeah. it more from an anecdotal perspective. I've got um, kind of like a psoriatic arthritis type thing. And what yeah. I found is, yeah. That that kind of window that either, you know, between 16 and 18 hours of fast has like diminished my inflammation yeah. and it's actually just made me feel better. So it ha it's not really like I'm trying to, you yeah. know, my, my body fat's about 10%. Like I'm, I don't really need to lose weight. I'm doing it like, cause I want to live and pain free. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and again, I'm not going against it. I'm just trying to tell you like maybe a 14 hour, 12 yeah. hour. No, that's great. Cause there's the other thing is is, uh, and, 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 and by the way, in the old books of medicine, all the old books of medicine, fasting was prescribed for autoimmune disease and psoriasis was one of them. Um, and we have a lot of, you know, our, even our customers, they show us pictures of their plague before and after they, yeah. um, but it, it's fasting is a major intervention for autoimmune, why? Because autoimmune is, why blood pressures White blood cells are replicating and then attacking one of your organs, right? In your case, the skin. And, and for them to replicate, they need calories. They need, they need investment, right? So you're growing a company, you need investment. And when you deprive them during the day of calories, the body tells the white blood cells, stop, shut down. I don't have any, you know, and then an, an immune attack increases, increases cytokines, which increases inflammation, which increases temperature. All this is like an engine heating that you cannot fund when you have fasting. So fasting is one of the best ways to shut down a, a, an immune attack. And then you're allowing the attacked organ to rejuvenate. So what we're testing our fasting review diet on autoimmune with Stanford and University of Miami. And, and, and we have an early article in, in, uh, that we published in 2016 in, in Charité University in Germany. And the goal is you, you slow down the attack by not funding the replication of white blood cells, but you're allowing the attacked organ, this is why prolonged fasting might help you as well, because you're doing autophagy on the damaged organs, so it helps the, the replication. And we've shown that in an article in Cell, cell Reports uh, um, uh, on fasting and, and uh, followed by Mediterranean diet on multiple sclerosis to okay. show when you damage the spinal cord that was mainly in mice and early human, how there's reparation happening. Because when you fast, you induce both, you drop the attack and you have the cells to fix and to rejuvenate. Okay. You mentioned earlier before we, before we hit record that timing is kind of like the biggest, or one of the biggest questions as far as like, cause there's other, you know, if you go on the internet, which is a dangerous place to be, if you don't know what you're looking for, 
you'll find all different versions of intermittent fasting or fasting yeah. mimicking or um, you know, just some time restricted eating, like how, whatever label they want to put on it, or even like prolonged fasting. Like, I mean, you know, should I do a three day water fast? Should I do a three day nothing? Is it okay to have coffee? Like, there's so many variables. Like, can you kind of like tighten that up a little bit for everybody? I'll tighten that up. Uh, there's two things about fasting, it's two big categories. There's one category called intermittent fasting, which is, by the way, anything below two days, not just okay. the, anything below two days. Okay. And Anything after today is we call it prolonged or periodic fasting. Okay. Why that today is cut off? And again, in the body, there's not an alarm clock. It's not. It's plus or minus. But because before you have enough reserves in your body to compensate, after two days, the cells are engaged. So that discrimination between less than two days and more than two days is more to say, are you doing autophagy after two days or you're doing mainly the metabolic Part, you're losing weight because of the, the, the shorter time intermittent fasting. Okay. So within the two days window, you have five types of intermittent fasting. There's the circadian fasting, <clears throat> which is you're fasting just for 12 hours. When the sun is down, you stop eating. <clears throat> In the morning, you eat. This is, this is actually a lot of centenarians. We study our founder, Professor Walter Longo. You can see the book behind me, The Longevity Diet. He, he explains that in The Longevity Diet book. He studies a lot of centenarians, and a lot of them actually practice intermittent fasting, but closer to that 12 hours window of where we sleep when the, body, when the sun is down. And this is where the Nobel Prize in Medicine in 2017, nobody talks about that, is about the biological clock and, and the circadian rhythm. And Sachin Panda talks a lot about that. And, and, and we're, we're big proponents and supportive of that theory that it's your entire body. It's not just brain and muscle need to rest at night, but your entire body needs to sleep and rejuvenate at night. So circadian fasting 12 hours, which we recommend everyone, you know, adopts or, 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 or does as part of evol human evolution. Right. Send it to 16 or 18 hours. This is the, the typical, what, when you say intermittent fasting, most people think about that. Then you have five two, meaning two days out of the week. There's seven days out of the week. Five two is twice a week you do fasting, five of a, of a, of a day, and you eat below 500 calories. And the five other days you eat normal. This comes mainly from religion, both Christianity, Christianity and Islam. The prophet twice, fasted twice, uh, actually a week, and in Christianity, uh, traditionally there's uh, there's a Wednesday fast and there's a Friday Good Friday fast. Okay. And it's, this is why it's more spread in Europe than in the U.S. A, yeah. lot, of, a, a lot of fasters in Europe practice the 5-2. And then you have alternate day fast, meaning you fast every other day. It's too intense. It's too interventional. At least the most effective because you're literally fasting every other day for a full, for a full day. You eat less than 500 calories. Um, but it's difficult to observe and trace that yo-yo effect in the body where one day you're fully eating, one day it's a little bit yeah. eating, But it makes you lose a lot of weight. So all these practices are intermittent fasting, circadian, the 16, the 5-2, and the alternate day. And what gathers all of them is, unless you're, binge, unless you're binge eating after the fast, what gathers all of them is, hey, I'm losing weight and I'm not overfeeding all the time my body. Like in your case, you're not always feeding, therefore the growth factors are not high, therefore your immune cells are not activated, therefore you, you're managing your attack. And this is why in your case, Instead of doing this 12 hours, you're doing longer because you have to intervene. You're not just doing it for longevity, but you want to intervene on your psoriatic, you know, and right. this, so it's understandable that you go to a little bit longer on your fast. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. If, yeah. If from a longevity perspective, you do 12 to 14. If you're overweight, go to 16 because you want to lose a little bit more on the short term. When you, when you lose the weight, go back to 12 to 14. 12 to 14 is a longevity fast. 16, 18 is a weight loss fast. Closer to that 18, what you're doing is, hey, I have a condition, right? Either I'm diabetic or I have autoimmune and I want to just start a little bit longer so that I decrease all the insulin if you're diabetic and and and, and the, accelerate the weight loss and or the immune attack in your case. Yeah. Have they, now, have, oh, go ahead. In addition to that, there's the prolonged fast, more than two days. Now, the more than two days, what you're doing, you're not just losing, but you lose a lot more weight because you're doing longer fast. You're, you're putting insulin and IGF under even much bigger control because it's longer fast. And you're rejuvenating 
fix it. So this is why you don't have to do it all the time, like the pit stop and the race car. Three times a year, if you do the prolong, you're helping the cells to rejuvenate. And this is the extra step that you're not getting probably every day from the 16 to 18 hours. Same thing, if you're racing the car, your engine is heated, you have high autoimmune. Okay, you slow down. You're gonna help that engine, but twice in a race or three times, you go and the mechanics fix what you have to fix. They help, they put the car in a better shape and then you go uh, and you can stay longer in the track and, and help. Now, I know, I, I think I know the answer because you kind of mentioned it earlier. We, we lived by rivers and, you know, the grasses and the fruits and everything like that. Is there a, have you guys found that there's an additional benefit to a, I don't even like the word diet, but is there an additional benefit to a, a certain food consumption? And there, are there things that you guys have found that have like either made it better and or made it worse? So the problem with the questions you're asking is I'm, I'm giving a general answer, but- And I respect that. But there's, yeah. there, there's tailored nutrition, like there's tailored medicine and we can yeah. talk in cases, but out of, from a utilitarian standpoint, I'm gonna to try to get an answer that works for most for most if you want. And, and food is medicine is, is the next step, right? And, and we do have actually a company ourselves called Nutrition for Longevity. They just got reimbursed. Just, we just got a code for reimbursement as medicine from Medicaid and Medicare. And now 53 insurances signed us across the US to pay for our food, daily food, literally meal kit that we send to you every day to eat from as medicine, and you're gonna be fully reimbursed for it if you have one of 32 health conditions it's called nutrition for longevity. And I'm talking about it because you asked me the question, yeah. and yes, food can respond to different health conditions. So if you wanna live healthy long, I gave the answer. I think that the prescription is intermittent fasting of 12 to 14 hours, you eat a pescatarian slash flexitarian diet, meaning blend-based mainly, rich in legumes and vegetable, you add to it, and, and nuts, you add to it the fish as a main source of protein and from time to time meat. And then um, and then two or three times per year, do the fasting mimicking diet just to rejuvenate your cells. This is kind of, again, doesn't apply to everyone, but in most cases, it rematches our body with, with our, you know, how it evolved, right? So we live down on the river, take a lot of grass and trees and fruits and vegetables and legumes and nuts. Then we, it was easy to fish. When we learned how to hunt, we, got, we introduced meat. And when we migrated, when we had some stress or wars or whatever, we had the prolonged fast. That's yeah. how, how we lived and how we're tailored to, you know, uh, how nature tailored us hundreds of thousands of years to do. Now, if you have certain health condition, you can deviate, right? So you misbehave, you're diabetic now, you're obese, you're diabetic, you got, it, you got diabetes. Yeah, you want to accelerate your fasting time. And you want to be a little bit more ketogenic on a very short term, maybe. Again, we recommend the fasting mimicking, which is a much faster, much closer to fasting intervention. But I understand you want to go on a short term different diet, right? If you go and you have allergies to certain ingredients, you have a leaky gut. So it depends on what you have, then you can tailor nutrition to, and, and we can go long and large on every one of them. Yeah. But. I, I don't want you to be controversial at all, but I, I feel like it's a question that most people are probably thinking, and it's, and I understand this is, this is fully your opinion, but you do have access to a ton of research, right? And, you know, mine's way smarter than mine. How do you feel about, um, you know, I, I feel like the world of, of nutrition is really the world of marketing, right? It's like, all, it's like there's, you know, keto, there's a keto diet, paleo, Mediterranean, Whole30. I mean, you could, you could fall down and land on the diet. When you hear things like that, let's just touch on ketogenic diet because it's really popular right now. Does that make you cringe? Do you say, okay, like how, what are your thoughts around that? You know, the high meats and his carnivore style and all of that. Yeah. So, you know, again, I'm, I'm an MD PhD and I devoted all my life to, to true science. And you're 100% right. Nutrition, because it's less regulated than drugs. Right. You know, it, it gives more leeway to anyone, gives to any opinion. And, 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 but but it, it helps with breakthrough as well because people kind of you know, come up with ideas and some of them are right, some of them are wrong. Yeah. What I'm gonna answer is a scientific answer to what science has shown, right? Okay. And, and I think you'll be happy with that. So there's a, there's a place for ketogenic diet, which is you know, if you wanna be in high, in high fat and in keto, ketosis mode, which again is not a normal mode, we did not live 
as humans in a full ketogenic all the time. We did do some ketogenic when the food was not readily available, but you do it for specific reasons and they should be short-term reasons. Uh, if you have a neurological condition, some of them respond because ketones, the brain is a fat organ and the brain loves the switch from carbs to ketones, right? And this one, when you're on ketogenic, you feel like empowered and you feel like really a good performer and because the brain loves ketones. And in, uh, in certain health conditions actually could be supported by ketogenic, certain neurological conditions. The opposite, so because it's a high, it's a high fat, fatness in, in the blood. And it's a very low carb stack. So if you have diabetes, you wanna be in a low carb setting, ketogenic diet is a, is a good match for you. So it's as simple as you have high fat, good for the brain, go for neurological condition, you have low carbs. The problem comes to the protein side. And that's actually the demise of the, of the, of the early stages of ketogenic diet, you know, it was a marketing launch. So eat meat, they couldn't fight protein. They want to introduce high fat. You cannot fight protein. Everyone thought protein is good. Um, and, and so you kept, you kept the, so what you want to do is go on a plant base, not, not, you know, not so much a meat and a, and a, and a, and a, an animal source of fat. You want to go on healthy fats, the nuts, you want to go on healthy proteins, the plant-based proteins, you can add some meat from time to time. So go on a ketogenic plant-based source of both the fat and the, and, the, and, the, and the protein. And you can add fish or not. Fish is a great combination, gives you the protein from animal source and has the healthy fat. And that will make it, at least from a longevity match, a healthier ketogenic diet. Do it on a short term. If you have, if you're overweight and you have high carbs and or neurological condition, but there's no longevity diet. There's no longevity research that showed that ketogenic diet is a good diet. Actually, if you test, if you test it on mice, they don't live longer. They, they, they live a little bit shorter. So it's not a longevity diet. It doesn't rematch our body with anything that historically happened to us. It's an intervention diet. And, and it, it was successful because it helps on the short term with the biggest thing we're facing, which is diabetes and high blood carbs. And everyone is against carbs. So it banked on that movement. Oh, yeah. we love proteins, we hate carbs. Let's go very low on carb. Let's go okay on protein and let's swap the carbs with fat, which the brain likes because it's ketone. And that was the success of the ketogenic diet, which again is 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 good for these conditions that we talked about. But yeah. we the science does not support being in keto in light ketogenesis state for a long time. Otherwise, I could bank on this the most. I have a better ketogenic diet called the fasting. Maybe I can take you as ketogenic as, as fasting, and I still tell you do it for five days, don't do it for all the time. Yeah, that's interesting. Now, on the subjects that you guys have, um, you know, the research you guys have done, age ranges, is there a certain age range that, and, and then two questions before we let you go, age range and male versus female. Yeah. Because there's, there's a little bit of science that says, oh, women shouldn't do this, that men should do. And then have you found a, a sweet spot of the age range or is it pretty wide open? Yeah, we, um, we, we, we studied always at ages 20 to 70. Okay. And, and we, we didn't go below 20 just because when, when yeah. you're 20, you're physically still growing and, and you, you don't need to fast and you don't have chronic disease at that time. Yeah. Or you, and above 70, we, we don't say you should not do it as much as go and talk to your doctor because what if you have multiple health conditions? What, what if you have five, six medicine? We don't want you to be on you know, uh, low blood pressure, low carb, and then you still are fasting. So we tested between age 20s and 70s and, and we published a lot of articles on that. Above age 70, we say talk to your doctor before you do it. Okay. And then what about the male versus female? Yeah, the male versus female, we've tested on both. We haven't seen any differential response, any, and a lot of people ask us, how come you're studying the same box, the same size for people with different BMI, different gender. And this is why we went for five days. If it was two or three days, then obviously you're gonna have differences because some people would not get into autophagy on day three. You know, if, you're, if you have a lot of reserves, you have low metabolic rate, you're not gonna be on autophagy on, on, on day two or on day, you need to look at longer, right? Um, and if, uh, versus somebody who doesn't have reserves, who has very high metabolic rate, you put them in a, in, a, in a fasting mode, they respond much faster and they're metabolically flexible. So, but what we've seen is the five day gets anyone a differential dose, but gets everyone into, into it, uh, whether male or female, whether big size or, or smaller size. Okay. And then another question that just popped into my head because I've had a few clients that have 
that have wanted to fast in some some way, shape, or form, whether it's intermittent fasting or you know two or three day fasting or whatnot, and they've had their physicians say, "Hey, you know this isn't that great for women in your age range with your hormones and things like that." And this may not be your expertise, and if it's not, you can completely default out. But is there? Could you answer that for me or give your opinion or thoughts on that? I haven't seen a randomized clinical trial on that, but I know a couple of doctors. We have we have 14,300 doctors that prescribe Prolon their clinics. That's a lot. And, and a couple, yeah, a couple of uh, a couple of our doctors talk a little bit. I've seen them on a podcast saying, if you want to do just water, for, again, this is why we do it with food. Right. The food is safer. <laughs> it gives you the nutrients. But if you want to do a water fast, which again, I'm not a supporter supporter of three four days of water fast. The same the same way when I told you that. If your CEO needs one and a half million dollars, you don't give him the money, there's side effects. So probably if you're around the ovulation and you're fasting, maybe it perturbates that. So, so I heard some gynecologists recommending the water fast to be done after day 14 of the period so it doesn't interfere into it. Okay. So around menopause, are there other reasons? I don't know. For us, with Roland and fasting, we make nine, we love uh, the, 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 the Prolon to be done around that age because this is when women look, you know, start reversing their cardiovascular metrics, increase, you know, risk of, uh, uh, and, and is when they start losing muscle. By the way, Prolon protects lean body mass. We have a patent filed on it. We have two trials showing that because the stress of fasting keeps the growth hormone high. You're nourishing, remember with Prolon, you're nourishing your body. So your muscle can take that nourishment under high growth hormone and build rather than be lost. And there's a lot of more positive things in Prolon versus the one. For us, around menopause is is is, is a good indication. Uh, for water fasting, I've heard a couple of uh, on the webinars some doctors saying for women to do it after after ovulation after the day fourteen. Last question, doc. I own a gym. I'm a fitness freak. Any correlation because I've heard people say, well, oh, I'm fasting, so I can't work out, or I'm fasting, so I shouldn't work out. So, what are your professional thoughts on on fasting and, and fitness yeah, combination? I mean, it's not sci-fi. If, if, if you're fasting, you have lower lower carb intake, right? So don't run the marathon. But if you right. if you, if you want to stretch yoga uh, or do or do uh, you know uh, uh, power you know uh, um, weightlifting, or it doesn't spend actually activating upper body. Doesn't spend a lot of a lot of calories. So biceps, triceps, shoulder, the quadricep is what what spends the most. So when you run. Uh, when you walk, this is where you spend where you spend uh, the most, uh, especially when you run. But doing some, uh, you know, some light um, uh, uh, weight-related exercise and or yoga and or stretching and or walking should be fine. Again, it's not for everyone. Some people can go to hypoglycemia pretty fast. Some people are taking insulins or are taking uh, sensitizers oral. They should not. So let's not generalize. This is a risky thing. Um, and we should we should say, hey, if you fast, first of all, if you if you have risk of hypoglycemia, do not fast. If not, then fast carefully when you do the exercise. Now, a lot of people do actually the prolon, and then after they do protein diet to 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 increase to enhance their performance. There's I cannot name, but there's a lot of NBA players, NFL players, NHL players that do prolon and they do after. A protein diet to to actually rejuvenate the cells of the muscle and then feed them higher protein diet for better performance after. But on the five days of prolon, take it easy. Don't do over, you know, uh, don't go the hard way. Prolon works as a positive stress. Yeah. So stressing from fasting, growth hormone impacts a lot of stress. There's enough food in the body to feed the muscle. So the last article we published. Two months ago was a male athlete doing prolon and it showed no loss of uh, of, of awesome awesome and at my age i'm always looking for like sleep optimization the older i get the the better quality of sleep i'm looking for and i've found that since i've been intermittent fasting not you know not the, the prolon or anything my sleep has improved have you is there any correlation between the two when you do in the prolon yeah. and everything of course, I mean that's the Nobel Prize in 2017 is the circadian rhythm. So when you eat a little bit, uh, you know, early and then you allow a couple of hours and then you sleep, um, this is where all the organs of your body are not being perturbated by food, are not being perturbated by the high setting of insulin, high setting of IGF, being anabolic, having to digest, having to have reflux. So 
everything improves when you actually separate your sleep from your food uh, when it comes to sleep quality and, and, and quantity. And you have the light bellies and even reflux is yeah. low. And, uh, and you're not, and a lot of people that tell you, I, when I eat and I sleep right away, I, I, I have bad dreams. And it, of course, because everything is being activated and, and every organ needs to rest. That's the Nobel Prize in Medicine 2017, biological clock of every organ. If it's good enough for the Nobel Prize, good enough for me, Doc. I mean, yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't dispute that. That's so I've, I'm going to put all the links to um, to the companies, to the Prolon, to everything down below in the show notes, so you guys will have full access to that. Last thing, Doc, because I know people are just thinking this, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to put my my brain on my my listeners. When the pro, it, does it taste good? Am I going to like it? Is it going to yeah. be five? Is it going to be five days of torture? Tell yeah. me it's. Tell me it's not. You're going to like. Uh, the breakfast bar very much so you're gonna like the crackers but everything you're gonna like the soups they're not like the the super the super high-end italian soup that you're gonna have right and uh, so this is where you're gonna have healthy soups and if you have a healthy palate they're perfect for you if not some people have a plus or minus the peanut butter soup the product ranks 8.6 over 10 on taste so just oh, let no. Yeah, a lot of the ingredients they're up to because if it doesn't taste good, it's not going to sell. Whether it's going to be miraculous or not, this is why this is why McDonald's still survived versus eating salad is because they taste good. The French fries. Right. So we worked a lot on taste. All the ingredients taste really, really good. We have very high score. Except the soups, you have to understand that this is not a sugar soup and a carb soup and a, and a meat soup, uh, but it's like it's an okay soup. It's designed to serve a purpose. Yes, exactly. Right. And la last thing about the bars, because I know people are kind of, you know, some people could be really bar fanatics. Did you guys develop the bar later on? Or was that was that always a piece of the puzzle? It was always a piece of, uh, of Prolon that we spend the bar off as a fast bar. I don't know if you're aware. You I do. That's why I was asking, because I just saw the fast bar. Is that out? Is, can, can somebody get the fast bar just by itself without the Prolon? You can go fastbar.com and buy it. Okay. And FastBar has a randomized clinical trial that we publish in Nutrients, one of the top nutrition journals, equal to fast. Blood sugar, blood ketones were equal to water fast. And, and yeah, it's the only bar with a patent behind it. Uh, you can eat the bar in the morning and you wouldn't, you know, go buy, go buy a, 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 ketone, a ketone measurement. And, uh, and we've tested so many times. We went every big association meeting and we had every doctor and every nutritionist and they were like shocked and we have a randomized clinical trial on it it will keep you fasting mode um and uh and yeah so why we developed it because people like you doing 18 hours of intermittent fasting you're helping your psoriasis at the same time your brain in the morning is not getting the calories it needs your heart which has to pump every second is not getting calories so the essential organ of the body that's the side effect of fasting, right? The positive effect, you lose weight, you control your psoriasis. The side effects is every organ of your body, essential ones, are also suffering a little bit every morning. This is why you, you heard me today not pushing for 18 or 20 because yeah. suffering, unless you touch autophagy, is not that worth it, unless you have a condition. Yeah. Through the fast, but at least you're getting some nutrients to your essential organs in the morning. It's super, like it's rich in the premium, so macadamia-based, uh, pecan almond it's very rich in the high-end nuts so it's a, by itself is a premium high-end you know plant-based product um, but also serves the purpose of keeping your cells in a fasting mode and it's fastbar.com yeah beautiful i'm gonna try some doc i'm yeah. excited sometimes i don't like to suffer so you know maybe i'll have a fast bar occasionally yeah doc, doc you've been awesome man this has been super uh informative and like i said i'm gonna put all the links down to all the articles and everything else that you mentioned um and just thanks for being on the show man yeah well thanks for having me on and hopefully you know again we helped uh we helped some someone change their life i always say this because that's my purpose in life is to bring true scientific awareness and education for people to know what to do and live healthier longer life i love that you and i share that same passion all i care about is if we can if we if we kind of know we did we change one person's life today it's a win for me man yes okay all right, Doc. Have a great day, Thank man. You so much. Take care. See you, buddy. Bye. Bye. Hey, before you go, I'd just like to say thank you again for listening to the Thrive Forever Fit podcast and watching on YouTube. It means the absolute world to me. And if you would, if you would do me one favor, and that is simply subscribe and review this podcast 
on whatever platform it is that you enjoy it on, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, doesn't matter. I would absolutely be so grateful and so thankful if you do that for me. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you again next week with an awesome, awesome episode. Bye. Bye.